Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on our special edition, our special trade deadline edition of a Graybar Sports Open Line. We're going to be joined by uh, Chip Carey in just a moment or so. We'll get his thoughts on uh, what it was like yesterday broadcasting the game as the trades are going down. So that's going to be coming up in just a moment or so. Uh, from the 314, too early to know uh, or grade how the Cardinals did on trades yesterday. Do have concern about the prospect Roby with a shoulder injury, how extensive it is, and how it may play out in the future. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying uh, this. Got another text message about the shoulder issue. All you can do is be hopeful that all the due diligence has been done and that the shoulder injury is not something that's going to continue on. You know, if Brendan Donovan ends up getting traded, there's going to be talk about uh, his injury and what, uh, you know, what, what, what it's going to be like for him coming back. Same thing. If Tommy Edmond gets uh, traded, he recently had injuries. Now, that's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison because we're talking pitchers versus position players. And when you hear about shoulders with pitchers, uh, it definitely is a little bit different. I get that. I'm not trying to run away from it. But at the same time, you trust the medicals and you trust things are going to be okay. Every pitcher has dealt with a shoulder injury at some point in time. Uh, you just assume. I don't know if assume is the right word. you just hopeful. I'll say hopeful. You just remain hopeful that – Everybody was comfortable with it. Uh, he's doing some throwing, so it, it seems like he's coming out on the other side of it, and we'll see how that uh, ends up uh, playing out. Text message from the 618 asking about uh, the Aaron Savali deal today with him going from Cleveland to the Rays uh, and, and why the Cardinals couldn't have come up with a a better return for Savali. Aaron Savali makes the Cardinals better. Like in, in, a, in a hypothetical situation, he makes the Cardinals better. And maybe eight months from from now, we can go back to what I'm about to say and say that I was completely wrong on this. My belief here is that the Cardinals need to find a legitimate number one and a legitimate number two starter for next year's team. And that they do that via free agent signings in the offseason or more extensive trades also in the offseason. That simply is not going to happen at the trade deadline. If you had the hope that they were going to find a number one or a number two for next year in this year's trade deadline, I think you're just simply going to be disappointed. That's not going to happen. With all due respect to Aaron Savali, and he's a nice pitcher, he also has dealt with injuries. He's, he's had a really hard time staying healthy over his career. 
I don't view Aaron Savali as a top one or two pitcher for the Cardinals. Like that, I when, when I'm thinking about the expectations of what the Cardinals should do for next year's team, I want to see them do more than Aaron Savali. And that's not a that's not a I'm not trying to rip him. I'm not. And again, he's better than what the Cardinals have right now. But I just keep going back to for if you want to contend at the highest level. A legit one and a legit two is probably something that they uh, that they need. We're going to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line right now as we uh, welcome on to the program. He is the television voice of the St. Louis Cardinals on Bally Sports Midwest in his uh, first year here uh, after obviously being a St. Louisan, but first year uh, in that position. He is uh, Chip Carey. Chip, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. What um, you know, yesterday specifically, what's that like for you doing a game when there is so much other stuff going on and, and the trades are coming down and uh, it's just uh, it's a very hectic day. Yeah, it really wasn't any different for us than any other normal day. We're we're not there to break news. Our job's to report news when it happens, and we had a first job which was to do the game. Obviously, as the game unfolded and we saw Jordan Hicks not in the bullpen and JoJo Romero was up and throwing in a safe situation, we figured something was up. And, uh, of course, as soon as the game was over, the Cardinals announced uh, both of their trades of Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton to the Rangers and Jordan Hicks to Toronto. But for us, it was really business as usual. The heavy lifting was done by Ricky and Alexa on the postgame show and Jim Hayes, who was trying to confirm what was going on to prepare them for the postgame show. But that aside, it was a big day, a momentous day for the Cardinals, and we'll see where those trades take. Us, uh, for the rest of this year and uh, 2024 and beyond. It's a. This is something that Cardinals fans are, are simply not used to. Is it? What's it like for you where you're doing these games and, like you said, the job is to, is to do the game. But really, for the last couple months, uh, there's been at times it's more than the game. It's what's going on with this team and the future and so on and so forth. Well, let's just say it this way. As a former Cubs announcer, I was used to a lot of years like this. So, uh, you know, I understand it from a Cardinals perspective. And look, I think perspective is the operative word here. Uh, this is the first time in 16 years that the Cardinals have a shot at a losing season. There are eighth graders that are going to school in St. Louis later this uh, fall who've never experienced a, a losing season. That's a, a run of success. It's really unprecedented in today's era of modern sports what with player movement and free agency and the like uh, i think there's a, a big feather of, of credit to the capital cardinals for putting together this kind of sustained run that said growing up here and understanding the way the cardinals uh, mindset is a good year is a year you have a chance to get to the world series and win it that obviously hasn't happened for, here for a while and i think the cardinals to their credit recognize that and recognize that the baseball model to a degree especially on the pitching side, has to change. Uh, the game of baseball turned on a dime this offseason when the shift rules were implemented, when the pitch clock rules were implemented, and the emphasis on athleticism uh, became more and more important. I think the Cardinals, quite frankly and honestly, as they evaluate, are behind the eight ball in that regard. And I think Mo, to his credit and his staff, recognize that and have started the process of changing the way the Cardinals do business from the pitching side. And ultimately, over time, we'll see if these particular deals bear fruit. But obviously, it's going to be have to be done through the draft, through development, and of course, free agency, which the Cardinals say they will be involved in. So there's a lot to be excited about, disappointed this year for sure. But with some new faces and a change of a group that wasn't working together, I think uh, Cardinals fans uh, should be excited about what the future holds. And when you say looking different at pitching, you're, you're alluding to the fact that missing bats has become that much more important for pitchers in today's baseball? 
I think so. I, I think we've seen that throughout the game. And look, it's not that you can't win with guys pitching to contact. If you do that, you have to be very athletic up the middle uh, on your major league infield. And at times the Cardinals haven't been. Uh, and I think that's something that will be addressed in the future. It's obvious Mason Wynn is a very highly thought of prospect. He's very athletic and swift shortstop. You can tweak some things there. You can tweak some things in the outfield because outfield play has been problematic for the Cardinals this year. And look, pitching and defense go hand in hand. If you don't miss bats, you better catch the ball. And if you do miss bats, when the ball's hit to you, you have a better chance of catching it. So I think those are all things the Cardinals will try to address, not only for the rest of the year, but as, as I said, going forward. Uh, we're talking to you early in the day. I know your, your, your family's in town and it's an off day and it's a really, it's a, it's a grindy day, but how much will you be paying attention, not just for the Cardinals, but overall, it could be a, it could be a very crazy day across baseball. Well, all of us, my wife and I joke that I have a mistress and mistress is baseball, and that's pretty much what we all do in this game. Uh, you can't really ever fully get away from it because part of our job is to be informed and at least up to date on what else is happening around the game, especially if we have a, a 10 nothing clunker on our side. We want to try to keep people informed and watching on Valley Sports Midwest. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be watching. We'll be paying attention. I was I – was, uh, 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 not surprised by, but I certainly took notice of the candor that John Mozalek had in the papers this morning when he said, we're probably not done and we'll approach the deadline patiently. It's five o'clock our time tomorrow. So there's still 36, 37 hours or so to go uh, before uh, the, the trades can uh, no longer be consummated. But uh, it's clear that the Cardinals needed a change of direction. Uh, as, as Mo said, it's a poison pill. It's not anything suspected or expected, but here we are. Uh, it's what you make out of it and what you do with it going forward that's going to make the difference. And there's going to be some guys who are probably right now at AAA and maybe guys coming in from other teams, AAA teams, that are now going to get a major league opportunity because of this. Yeah, and that's fun. That's the fun part of the job, right? And I, I think that uh, uh, you know, my own personal thing is if you have a team that's struggling, I'd rather take a look at young guys who have a chance to get better and improve your fortunes than look at veteran players who uh, aren't going to be anything more than they are, and that's meant with no disrespect. I, I look forward to the future. I look forward to seeing young kids come up, and for me personally, that's the best part of the job. You see young players get to the major leagues. You see them have some success. Then they become established major leaguers, then starters, then stars, then all-stars, then maybe superstars. They get married and have kids, and they grow up within your organization, and they grow up before your very eyes. Who knows what these players that St. Louis is and will be acquiring are going to turn out to be, uh, but that's the exciting part of the game. That's the nature of the business. And you do have to take leaps of faith with every single player you have, either in your organization or outside of it. And I think the Cardinals are willing to do that. And I think uh, and I know as a St. Louisan that uh, Cardinal Nation will embrace these guys and welcome them and give them a fair shot. And we can't wait to see him get start, get started. He is Chip Carey being very gracious with his time on a baseball off day. You don't get a lot of those in the year. Chip, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. My pleasure. Look forward to seeing you soon. Chip Carey joining us here on a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We appreciate him taking some uh, time with us. That's, there's a lot going on when the game is taking place and you're looking down in the dugout and you're trying to figure out who's there, who's leaving. The uh, the hashtag hug watch going on across all of Major League Baseball. Uh, and that's just where uh, things were at yesterday for the Cardinals. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll be uh, joined by our friend Mike Farron. You hear him on uh, MLB Network Radio. We'll get his thoughts on everything uh, going down here at the trade deadline. It's our, uh, as Matt Pajeski would say, our trade deadline extravaganza. We'll continue on. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's sports voice. KMOX. It is trade deadline eve, and we are doing a special program. A Gray Bar Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. Nothing but trade deadline talk. The Cardinals making a couple moves yesterday with Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton headed to the Rangers. Jordan Hicks going to Toronto. And there's a number of more players that could get moved potentially between now and tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We're very happy to be able to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line and welcome on to the program Mike Farron. You hear him on uh, MLB Network Radio. Uh, maybe you might hear him doing a, a random baseball game here. I believe he was doing some uh, Tigers games here uh, recently, and he joins us now on the program. Mike, appreciate the time. How are you? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Doing all right. So Cardinals fans are not used to this whole selling at the deadline thing. Should they be happy, unhappy, indifferent about uh, what the team received yesterday in those two deals? Um, I mean, I think, boy, that's always a tough question to answer. Like, you're not going to get star prospects generally for rentals. So I thought they did pretty well. Um from a depth standpoint, right? They've got a couple of guys who are probably going to make their big league debut within the next year in the trade for Jordan Hicks, who will probably profile as depth starters. Um, they got a guy with really impressive upside um, in Roby from, from Texas, albeit one who um, has battled some injuries over the course of his last two years. Um, San Jacy, the, the infielder is a guy who really has good bat to ball skills um, and probably profiles as like a super utility type guy. And John Kings are like a legitimate left-handed reliever. Like he also has had injuries, but that was a guy that the Yankees tried to trade for two years ago and medical squashed that deal at the time that was in the Joey Gallo trade. Um, but he's a really interesting guy too, who, who will help the bullpen immediately. So you know, I think they did all right for rentals but overall. I mean, you they needed to replenish the pitching depth in their organization, and they've taken a step forward in that regard. 
even though they haven't added somebody who looks to be a bona fide starter to begin the season in 2024. You mentioned the shoulder issues for Roby, and that's probably the number one uh, pushback I've gotten from from people who are even listening to this program today. People are they hear that the Cardinals traded for a guy who's been having shoulder issues, and they just feel sure. like it's going to be the the continuation. I don't even know how to answer those people. All you can do really is be faith, be hopeful, and, and have faith in in the Cardinals that they're comfortable with the medicals that the, the shoulder is going to be all right, but that thing could always just stick around. I mean, pitchers get hurt, right? So that's part of it. But, but if he doesn't have the shoulder issues, he's not available to the Cardinals either. And the upside is pretty significant with him. You know, if he, if he had been healthy, the Rangers are not going to move him. I mean, he there, you could make the argument that he was the best or second best pitching prospect in their organization. So, that's you, you kind of are rolling the dice a little bit, and I don't mind taking risk in deals like that because you're trying to get upside, right? I mean, you're looking for any way that you can to get upside from it, and your Roby has the upside to be a pretty darn good big league starter if he can get through the shoulder issues and he's healthy going forward. But we can play that if game with any player, really, or any pitcher in particular, um, you know, just about all of them have had some sort of injury history. Uh, it's just that he currently is dealing with it. This team and the off season is still uh, barring something crazy happening between now and five o'clock central tomorrow. This team is probably still going to be looking for the top two starters in the rotation for next year. Do you think these deals do anything to help them get to that point and maybe a bigger trade in the off season? Or would your expectation be that if they're going to be adding that type of pitcher, it's going to have to come via free agency? Yeah, I mean, I think that there it'll be interesting to see who exactly is available via trade this winter. But I think certainly having more depth in your farm system makes it easier to make trades. So, adding five guys here, I'm assuming that they're going to add more either tomorrow or tonight, uh, if and when they deal Jack Flaherty. Um, you know, I think Paul DeYoung has a good chance to go. I mean, I think that, you know one of the outfielders could. But you're building up other names that you have that are available in trades. And I think it's a really good point, Matt, because I think we get so focused on what do they acquire now we and, and where do those players rank that there are times we lose sight of the fact that you know, part of the purpose of a farm system is to support your major league club by making trades. And they're in a better position today to be able to do that than they were yesterday seeing as the, the players that they traded were, were on expiring contracts. So, or at least the key players were. So I think that's, that's something you just kind of keep in mind with it is, yeah, it definitely makes them deeper for that. The question is, who, who is that pitcher going to be this winter that you're trying to acquire? And it's not readily available, right? Like if you're looking to try and rekindle something with Seattle, let's say, um, because obviously, you know, Derek Gould's written a lot about it. They're interested in Logan Gilbert. You know, that's probably not going to – those guys are probably not going to be part of it. You're going to probably be looking at some higher-end players that are going to be part of that deal, but it doesn't make it sting quite as much because you have replacements, while they may not be to the level of some of those other prospects, still can provide you quality depth. If you were running the Cardinals and there was a Logan Gilbert trade to be made, would you be willing to part ways with either a, a, a Nolan Gorman or Jordan Walker? Um, I, it would have to think hard about it. I really love Logan Gilbert. I'm not generally a big fan of giving up bats for pitchers. I mean, I, I like to acquire bats for pitchers. Um, I think Gorman, because he's an imperfect fit defensively at second pace, does make some sense. 
Um, I think he would be a really good fit for Seattle. I think it's a player that they covet. I'm not sure that I would move Walker. Even if Walker ends up having his best position be designated hitter, I think there is significant impact there. And I'm not willing to rule him out as a solid enough outfielder at this point, just based on the fact that he's really only been playing it for about a year. So I think you're probably, you know, would I do it? Yeah, I wouldn't part with much else, but I would at least consider it because Logan Gilbert's pretty good. Mike Farron from MLB Network Radio continuing to join us. As Cardinals fans prepare for the likelihood of Jack Flaherty getting traded, does his trade value probably match up pretty closely to the to the Jordan Montgomery trade value? Um, I don't know. It depends on whether or not they attach a reliever to it. Like, I wouldn't say that Chris Stratton um, was nothing in that deal. I mean, yeah. his peripherals were really strong this year. I think he was an important piece for Texas that probably allowed them to be able to make the deal the way that they did. So, you know, we've seen three rental starting pitchers go now with a, with a reliever attached, right? We saw um, Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez go to the angels. We saw um, old friends, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly go to the Dodgers together. Right. So there's, there's, I mean, I think that's a way to extract, you know, another player or another, or maybe a higher quality prospect out of it. So if, the Cardinals were to do something like that, then yeah, I think the return would be similar. Montgomery gives you a much better floor, right? Like you know what you're going to get out of him, but Flaherty still has ceiling and maybe a change of scenery is what he needs to really unlock it. Um, So I think teams might be, might be willing to talk a little bit higher just based on his reputation, um, at least in terms of the return. But I think definitely attaching a reliever to him. I mean, we've seen that's the trend and that's, where teams seem to have had the most successes as sellers in getting the best package back. This is where baseball can be fun in pushing down the dominoes because last year in the postseason, Chris Stratton is left off the postseason roster. It feels like he's going to not have a future with the team, and then all of a sudden they end up signing him to a contract. And I talked to him before the season got started, and even he was surprised that the Cardinals came at him. He saw that he wasn't used on the postseason roster. He was expecting not to have a future in the organization. Gets that kind of weird deal, is back with the team. Now he gets a attached in this trade, they get some players back, and maybe two years down the road, we're looking back to the very odd moment where Chris Stratton ends up getting signed right away as being as playing a really big role in a, a future Cardinal. Like it just th- those dominoes are always so interesting. Well, and think about it too. I mean, what, the deal that brought Stratton to the Cardinals, he was there with Jose Quintana, yeah. right? Yep. So, I mean, very similar deal that he ended up getting. Uh, set away in, and the Cardinals did fairly well in that trade. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they certainly benefited from having them and you know, they gave up, I think a, a pretty intriguing pitcher. I know it's been inconsistent this year, but I've always really liked John Oviedo's arm, but I think that's a really, really good point in that, you know, these, these lines of, of these trade lineages, let's say <laughs> extend far beyond just the initial deal. So uh, wh- how much do you enjoy what is trade deadline day tomorrow, MLB Network Radio? What are you guys – like, just take me through what your day looks like tomorrow. Well, I'm pulling a double tomorrow, man. Like, it, it's it's one of my favorite days of the year. So I'll be on at the normal time at 9 a.m. Central, and then I'll be anchoring our, our deadline coverage starting at at, um, at 4 o'clock Central time. Steve Phillips, Chris Gemini, and I will have three hours of – Coverage leading up to the deadline, reacting afterwards, interviews. So, yeah, it's one of the best days. I mean, tonight has been crazy, right? Like, well, over the course of the last three or four hours, we've had 
but half a dozen trades. And mm-hmm. I think it's nice to see the market starting to percolate. And I'm excited to see what happens still tonight and what I wake up to tomorrow morning. He is uh, Mike Farron. You hear him on MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. Mike, thanks so much for the time. We'll uh, catch up again real soon. It is always my pleasure, Matt. Take care. Awesome. Very good. There's Mike Farron joining us here on a Graybar Sports Open Line via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, and we appreciate him for taking the time. Brian Walton covers uh, prospects in the minors for uh, the Cardinals for thecardinalnation.com. What does he think about what the Cardinals got back yesterday? You know what? We'll ask him just that question. He joins us next. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Broadcast. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on KMOX. This show has just flown by. It is our trade deadline eve extravaganza. Again, all day long tomorrow, starting first thing during Total Information AM. 
and going uh, throughout the day right into our coverage of Cardinals baseball. We will keep you updated on what's going on with the trade deadline. Who knows? Maybe something will happen uh, this evening before all is said and done. Yesterday, we saw the first moves made for the Cardinals, and we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program uh, Brian Walton. He is uh, somebody who uh, covers the Cardinals and also their minor leagues and the prospects uh, through the Cardinal Nation and the CardinalNation.com. You follow him on Twitter at B underscore Walton. Brian joins us via the Quiver River Electric guest line. Brian, thanks for the time as always. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Matt. You bet. So what were your thoughts on what the Cardinals got back yesterday in their two trades? Well, I think the Cardinals got part of what they wanted, which is pitching depth. Uh, They picked up three starting pitchers and a a middle infielder uh, in the trades, as well as a reliever who can help them from the left side in the bullpen immediately. Uh, But that's a positive, and and two of them are assigned to AAA where they'll join the rotation and try to get in a position where they can compete to help the team next year. The other two will be going to AA. Uh, But they didn't really get the high strikeout guys that they're looking for, and that may be something more that they have to do in the offseason. These are more pitchability kind of guys because the Cardinals talked about needing to change their profile given that that the shifts are no longer in play. You need to have... Uh, a staff that can get those strikeouts when they need them. And that hasn't been a, a focus of the Cardinals in recent years. The you, know, you look at some of the rankings out there and their organizational top 10 prospects. Uh, every Everybody looks at prospects in different kind of ways. And uh, one, one team's number five prospect isn't always equal to another team's number five uh, prospect. But from a, from a prospecting depth standpoint, what do those moves do for the Cardinals? Well, um, the the most interesting pitcher in terms of major league uh, ceiling is a, a young man, 21 year old named Takoa, or goes by TK Roby. Uh, he came from the Rangers. He's a 94 to 97 mile an hour guy that also has a curve slider and changeup, so he has four offerings. Uh, the challenge with Roby uh, and, and a four to one uh, strikeout to walk ratio, so he has good control, can get the strikeout when he needs him. But he had elbow problems in 2021, and he's out right now with shoulder concerns and. Obviously, the Cardinals wouldn't have picked up T.K. Roby if they didn't think he would be healthy uh, down the road. But, you know, anytime a, a young man has shoulder concerns, it, it raises a bit of a flag. But he's a guy, Roby's a guy that will definitely drop into the top 10 of the Cardinals system somewhere. And one of the things that we're looking at is, you know, some of the other pitchers, of course, in the top 10 of the Cardinals system, Tank Hans on top. But then you have McGreevy, Graceffo, Jerpy. So, you know, where he's going to fit in among that group, uh, we're still discussing. But uh, we'll have an update of our uh, top 50 prospect list as we do every month as soon as the deadline's passed. What's your thoughts on where Jerpy's at? I mean, you look at kind of where he's at in, in rankings and you look at some of the numbers he's put up. It just it feels like he maybe is not progressing as quickly as you would have expected him to progress. Well, Jerpy's the only member of the, the draft class from the pitching perspective who started his career at Peoria. And as you said, he started off the season slowly. Uh, he was pitching really well his last outing before he went on the injured list. I think he went six uh, scoreless innings, if I remember correctly. But he had some issue with uh, a loose body in his elbow, uh, you know, like a bone chip perhaps, and had to have minor surgery. So he's on the shelf. But you know, they're hoping, I think, that he can be back before the end of the season because you know, you'd hate to see uh, you know, their number one draft pick only get maybe half a year in his first year as a professional because, you know, they want these guys to progress quickly like McGreevy and Graceffo did so that they can uh, get, you know, get reinforcements from within the system. We probably don't have time to really go down the rabbit hole. That is this next question that I'm going to ask you, but it's, I think it's interesting because when, when the Cardinals openly admit that maybe they need to reevaluate the way that they uh, evaluate pitchy, pitchers, 
if you keep going down that line, well, that might turn into they have to reevaluate their organizational pitching philosophy. And if that happens, all of a sudden changes are not just being made at the big league level, but they're being made through the minor league system as well. How, how much change probably does have to happen in this organization in the way they not just look at pitching, but maybe teach pitching and just everything that goes with that? Well, again, I think it was more on the, the point I talked before. You know, before the Cardinals always put a premium on uh, having a strong defensive team and pitchers who can pitch to contact and get those ground balls quickly. Uh, but again, the game is changing and more a greater premium is on strikeouts. And, you know, you can't take a guy who's, who's not a strikeout pitcher today and turn him into one. So, you know, they have to look at draft. They have to look at trades and free agency as a way to, you know, help change that profile of the team. But I think, you know, part of the reason that um, the Cardinals maybe are in the situation they are with their pitching depth right now is that if you look at the, the six years between 2015 and 2020, and those are typically the, the years in which the, the, the players who are drafting those years would now have reached the majors of that during that time of those six years, the Cardinals used their first draft pick on pitchers five times, excuse me, on hitters, hitters five times out of six. The only time in those six years from 15 to 20 that they drafted a pitcher was Zach Thompson in 2019. So the Cardinals made a, you know, a, a direct attempt to get better offensively. And they got guys like Gorman and Walker. Uh, but that also meant that they didn't get the pitchers in the first round. And the Cardinals traditionally draft in the lower third of the first round of each round of the draft, because uh, of course the draft is inverse in proportion to how successful their season was the year before. So, you know, the Cardinals were in a situation where they, you know, they weren't drafting the, uh, the Wakas and the, um, others in the first round that they got earlier on. And, and, you know, that's a situation now where the depth isn't there that they, that they need. And therefore they have to go out and get it on the trade market here at the deadline. There have been a lot of current members of the roster who have been rumored to maybe be on the block. Jack Flaherty seems like the guy who's most likely to get traded, but some of the other bullpen arms could potentially end up being moved. And then a Brendan Donovan, a uh, an Alec Burleson, a Dylan Carlson, maybe a Tyler O'Neill, but that seems unlikely. A Tommy Edmond. All these names have been mentioned. Are what's best for this club for tomorrow? Is it lots of moves and lots more of what we saw yesterday, or is it more picking and choosing and maybe just using moving one or two of those guys? Yeah, I'd be surprised if the if the Cardinals have. Moves. Um, certainly, Jack Flaherty is a guy that's going to be very desirable to a number of teams, and I'm assuming if you know a, no extension has been announced with him, that the Cardinals discussions with him, like they did with with um, uh, Jordan Hicks, did not get to fruition. And uh, you know, so and Paul DeYoung's another guy you didn't mention who's an impending yeah. you know free agent in the fall. And let's face it, the Cardinals have a little bit of a logjam in their middle infield right now, uh, especially if Edmund's going to be your center fielder. So you know maybe sorting that out, you know, maybe they might move one of these guys as a sweetener in a deal, but I think that the Cardinals realize that they have this good young core, the, the Donovans, uh, Gormans, et cetera, who are you know, going to be relatively inexpensive and be productive offensive players for a long time. All right. I'll, I'll finish you off with this hypothetical situation. Let's say they do trade Paul DeYoung or they do trade Tommy Edmond. And, and all of a sudden there's a clear opportunity for a middle infielder to join the club. Are you giving Mason Wynn an opportunity down the stretch of this season? 
you know, we've had a lot of discussion about this uh, on the Cardinal Nation message board. You know, some number of folks say, hey, guess, you know, they shouldn't rush him. And, you know, if we bring him, if they bring him up next year, then he can compete for rookie of the year and the Cardinals get a draft pick. You know, this season is basically a lost season for the Cardinals. They waved the white flag. Uh, you know, Mason Wynn has been playing exceptional baseball at AAA Memphis. Uh, you know, I think it's time to, if there's a place for him to play every day, I think there's, it's time to bring Mason Wynn up. Just, I was just looking at his numbers just for the month of July, which is complete tonight. Mason Wynn has eight homers, 23 RBI in 21 games, an 1188 OPS. It's just a fantastic year. I mean, and we already know the guy's defense is major league level. He's also worked at second base in addition to shortstop. So if the Cardinals, you know, don't necessarily have a job for him to start, he can play multiple positions. And I think to look toward the future, Mason Wynn, you know, has definitely played well enough to earn a chance with St. Louis. We'll see if uh, if they do. Does the does the service time implications and all that does that matter at all to you? I don't think so. The Cardinals have had opportunities in the past to try to manipulate service time on guys. And, you know, there's too many unknown factors. I mean, let's face it, a lot of players, and we saw it with Jordan Walker, they don't stay up the first time they come up for whatever reason. You know, so if Mason, we saw it with Gorman last year, right? Gorman finished last season in the minor leagues for Pete's sake. He wasn't even on the playoff roster. And yet, you know, he kept working. And this year he came back and improved players. So I think, you know, getting Mason wins feet wet in the majors, even if he doesn't stick the first time, is something that That'll, that'll benefit the Cardinals over the long haul and probably will benefit Win as well. He is uh, Brian Walton. Check out the website, thecardinalnation.com. Mention that those prospect rankings are going to be uh, updated after all is said and done in the uh, at the trade deadline. Uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, Brian, always appreciate the time, at B underscore Walton on, uh, on the app formerly known as Twitter. Thank you for your time. Enjoy tomorrow, and we'll catch up again real soon. You got it, Matt. Thank you. All right. There's Brian Walton joining us here on the program. We appreciate him taking the time with us. Uh, and they're on top of everything. Again, um, I don't have a feeling, I don't have a sense of what tomorrow is going to look like. I do think Jack Flaherty gets moved. The The only, yeah, he mentioned, I don't think we're going to see a long-term deal for Flaherty. If there was some sort of, and these things really don't happen, if there was some sort of, agreement between uh, the Cardinals and, and his representation that if he were to receive the qualifying offer, he would take it and stick with the Cardinals. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I doubt there's even been a conversation that's gone that way. I don't know if you can even have those conversations to be perfectly honest with you. So in all likelihood, we are going to see Jack Flaherty get traded. And then once the trade deadline gets done tomorrow, and we'll have a lot of time, we'll have a lot of time to discuss this through the rest of the season and into the off season. The Cardinals have a lot of work to do. The Cardinals have to get to probably top two starters for the rotation. And essentially they need to build a bullpen. Uh, who in the Cardinals bullpen right now are, do you really feel comfortable with? I think JoJo Romero would be tops on that list for me. I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that he gets most of the ninth inning opportunities, especially until Ryan Helsley returns, if Ryan Helsley returns. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos is going to be the other guy who's somewhat of a high leverage reliever. I'm, I'm not trying to put down the guys that are there, but we've seen all the blown saves this year. Who do you trust out of the Cardinals bullpen for the rest of this year? It's an interesting question to be sure. 
All right, we'll take one more break. We'll come back. Uh, we got some time for you, 314-436-7900. If you want to call, if you want to text or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, we'll try to get to uh, some of your comments before we wrap things up. Here on a Monday night, our trade deadline extravaganza. It's a great bar sports open line on KMOX. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Just a few minutes left in this trade deadline extravaganza. It is trade deadline eve. We're going to have you covered all day long. Trade deadline reports at 45 past the hour all day here at KMOX. And then if anything breaks, we'll be right on top of it. Uh, 314-436-7900. By the way, I just tried to snap and I did a horrible job. There we go. That one was better. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's grab Mike, who's giving us a call. Hey, Mike, you are on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Uh, hello. It's nice to talk to you. I think the Cardinals did a good job with the trade. At first, I was not too happy, but then I realized that they got rid of a lot of the people who are going to be free agents. And it would have been hard to, uh, tr- and they invested in the future. I'm sure some of these guys are going to be good pitchers and good players. Yeah, Mike, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. There's nothing also stopping the Cardinals from attempting to bring any of these players back. Now, is it less likely to have a player back with you after you've traded him away at the deadline? It's 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 probably more rare to bring players back than it is to extend them when they're already with the team. But that being said, you're, what you've traded away is two months of each of these players. You traded away two months of Jordan Montgomery, you traded away two months of Jordan Hicks, and you traded away two months of Chris Stren. And you got players who could be helping this organization down the line, or you got players who could possibly help this organization make more moves coming up uh, in the offseason. It's... Um, 
look, again, I, I just think expectations need to be tempered because you are not going to get for sure superstars back. You just weren't. That's not – no team is going to give that for two months of control of a player. But if you can get some nice depth pieces, if you can restock that uh, minor league system a little bit, I think that's an important thing to be able to uh, do. Text message from the 217. Matt, I'm happy with what the Cardinals got yesterday. I'll be frustrated the Cardinals keep Dylan Carlson. I think he has hit his ceiling and his trade value is as high as it can get. His trade value is probably honestly a little bit higher than last year. And, you know, there was there was the narrative that he was somebody that the Cardinals weren't going to get rid of in the Juan Soto deal. That was that was overstated. That was not the thing that was holding up a potential Juan Soto deal for the Cardinals. It just was not. Uh, but it does the you know the anytime you hear these trade rumors, there's always you know at least a little bit of truth to everything. So that does begin to tell you what the Cardinals thought of him. And you know it's just been a weird year for for Dylan Carlson. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know what's going to happen with Tyler O'Neill. It feels like if they were to trade O'Neill right now, they would probably be selling low. That is going to do it for this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Tomorrow morning, first thing, Tom Ackerman will have you during uh, Total Information AM. We will have trade deadline updates between uh, Tom, Kevin Wheeler, and myself throughout the day. I'll have you for Cardinals pregame, Cardinals postgame. Uh, we'll be talking through the moves uh, during the extra inning show, assuming there are more moves. So uh, enjoy your evening. Hey, maybe something will happen tonight, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on KMOX. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.